Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Happy Thursday, September the 20th already. Where has the time gone? The, the, the time ticking down for the end of the fiscal year. Don't worry, though. There's going to be no government shutdown. A massive massive spending bill has been passed because why not you know what it's got stuff for everybody fiscal conservatism is out the window it's a rally everybody jump up and down 800-951-0592 that is our toll-free number the website at allamericangold.com and i want to give you an update so we yesterday we talked a lot about our metals program we are going to be shipping a little early this period. I hope you're okay with that. We've got uh, just the way some vacations and things fall. Uh, we will have most of our metals program uh, people shipped next week, if not all of you. So uh, just a heads up, start getting ready as the next round of metals programs making their way to you. Uh, lots of things to talk about. We had uh, issues in housing that we're going to talk to. Um, and I do apologize. Uh, it doesn't matter. Colorado can't hear us. Uh, there are issues with uh, things in Colorado, so I apologize. We, will, we are not live. Big, big storm. <laughs> big storm. Uh, took things out at the station. Uh, so anyway, if you are listening via the World Wide Web in Colorado, uh, that is why we're not on the air. They're, they're having issues. They're working on it. We'll keep you posted. Uh, but um, the metals plans, like I said, are going to go out next week. Uh, we have uh, vacation stuff. So Wendy's going to be gone when they're supposed to go out. So we're just going to do it uh, ahead of time. It's a lot of work, so we need all hands on deck. So uh, be ready for that. I guess it's always better to have it earlier than later, right? You know. Uh, so that's the way we looked at it. Uh, we had new that was not very good. Matter of fact, we have a new all-time record high on the Dow and the S&P. The whole bubble is complex. Full steam ahead, right? Everything's great. Uh, there's a big, big headline on CNBC that says, Dow and S&P soar to a record as fear of a U.S. trade war with China eased. Now, I know I'm not the smartest guy. And I, you know, I, I, I readily admit that. I've got a body and a face for radio. I mean, you know, it kind of goes together. And, and I'm trying to understand how that ever even makes sense. Starting next week, Another $200 billion worth of products are going to cost us more. And conversely, a $60 billion, $65 billion is going to cost the Chinese more. Obviously, when you look at it, let's see, uh, we only had $50 billion worth of tariffs last week. This week, they announced that starting next week, we're going to jack that up by hundreds of billions of dollars, and yet they say, oh, it's eased. <laughs> Ease would have been, hey, we're not doing it. Ease 
would have been, you know what, you know, the, the, the tariffs we've already put on, we're going to take those off. That would be easy. Actually adding hundreds, I don't get it, but see, this is the bubble theory, right? This is how it works. When you've created all of this money, it's got to go somewhere, and right now, right, so we got to believe two things. One, we've decoupled away from the rest of the world, and number two, somehow the trade tensions have eased. And and I and I'm listening to these people. They come out and listen. They come out and say it. And I get it. We all know these people that uh, no matter how bad. Well, I'll use my. I got a good friend, Rob. I love Rob. He's a banker. Yeah, I, I know. I've got banker friends. He works at one of the big ones. He, now, don't worry. He's a uh, it, not in the lending or anything like that. He he does some back office stuff, but still, he's a banker. He loves the Diamondbacks, and I mean loves them, right? He loves Arizona State, and he doesn't care every year. The Diamondbacks are going to win the World Series this year. You know, I, I, I don't know now. For those of you that don't know, Diamondbacks are the baseball team. At ASU, our college football team. And we all have friends like this. We call them homers. Not my buddy Homer, but we call them homers, right? That's the, the slag. Hey, that guy's a homer. Right? And we all love Rob because you know what we do? We all, we, we, we do these things. We call them napkin bets. I won't go into the details. Or maybe I will. I don't know. But every year, we all make the same bet with him because we know he's going to lose. And the Diamondbacks, of course, who have faded horribly here uh, at the end, and this is exactly the same type of mentality. These, listen, they don't know what else to do. Right? They, they, want, they need to believe that the impossible is possible. And, and let's face it, this, they love debt. These guys love debt. They, they love it. And, of course, they come out and they've got to rationalize something that they know is not rational. And this is how you get the bubble. This is where we come in. Guess what? Guess who can help you when that bubble burst? You got it. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800 The Dow's up 250 points. And I don't mean to laugh. That's great news. It is. The reason that it's up, nobody really knows. Matter of fact, this is how crazy it's gotten. Um, I, I, I know that marijuana right, is real popular right now, right? The... Uh, I know here in Arizona, we've got the medical marijuana cards. I don't know a lot about them. Right? I, I don't have any. I don't own them. I don't know. But apparently you can go to the weed store and, and buy your weed, right? And you can pretty much now, all the states, the broker you get, the more stuff like this is going to happen, right? So, So it's coming. One of these... I guess weed companies had an IPO. For those of you that don't know what that is, that's called an initial public offering, right? They're, they're going to sell 
they want to raise money. And I guess they're going to use that money to, I don't know, grow more wheat. <laughs> and, I'm, and I don't know what they do. I, I apologize that I don't know exactly what it is, if they're the growers of the weed or if they're the sellers of the weed or, or maybe they deliver the weed. I'm not sure. But they got there's weed in there. And I'm watching this morning. Now, I get up a lot earlier than most. But about about 4.30 this morning, they're talking about this stock. And the stock price was like 220-some-odd dollars. Yeah, right? There's no inflation. But here's what was so funny. They're talking about this company. And the guy was saying, it's trading on technicals, not on fundamentals. And I'm like, hmm, okay. Trading on technicals, but not on fundamentals. Yet, don't the technicals come from the fundamentals? I don't know. Just ask it. But the stock at this 220-some-odd-dollar price was trading at 1,000 times, not earnings, 1,000 times sales. So, I mean, what would that be? Like 10,000 times earnings? I mean, I mean it's, it, it was mind-blowing. And I'm thinking about what technical could possibly value that stock at this type of price. And, but this is, again, and I only bring it up, not for anything other than classic bubble signs. Right? We're seeing them now everywhere right wall street is supposed to allegedly be looking into the future but what we've got now is a system that really doesn't look more than five minutes in front of their own face now we did have one well actually we had two we had two pieces of economic data out today First was jobless claims. Now, remember, I've been saying for a year now, this number is now worthless. It means nothing. We, we went down to 201, 201,000 people lined up at the unemployment office. And that is the new lowest, or is $1,000, 1,000 people less than the old low, going all the way back to the 60s. Now, they want you to believe that this is great news. Look how great we are. We are the greatest country on earth, and nobody has to worry about losing their job because look at the unemployment line. The problem is, why? Why is there nobody? nobody? I mean, it's still 200,000 people, so it's not like it's nothing, but still. Why? And they want you to say, well, look at the economy, and the jobs are everywhere. Yeah, but we've said that before, right? Jobs were everywhere in the 80s. Jobs were everywhere in the 90s. 
Jobs were everywhere right before the crash, right? Think about it. Before the 87 crash, jobs were everywhere. Before the tech bubble crash, jobs were everywhere. Before the housing market and financial crash, jobs were everywhere. So here we go. Fast forward today. Jobs are everywhere, right? We've seen this play out. Again, another telltale sign of, of the top. But what's different? Why is it so much lower, these claims, than they were 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago? What changed? Because we've done this plenty of times. And the answer is very simple. The job changed. See, when you start thinking about what's really happening, okay, and I'm, I'm, I'm educating you on this trade war. Make no mistakes about it. It has zero, nothing, nada to do with bringing jobs back to America. It doesn't. I know that's what they tell you on TV. I know when the president goes out and gives one of his stump speeches, that's what he says. And you got all these people that clap all along. <laughs> not what it is. I want it to be. I voted for him because I wanted it to be. All they want is a better deal for quote-unquote American companies doing business in China. Which in my mind is, well, God, if, we, if, if, if the Chinese make a better deal, say, okay, we won't you don't have to give us all your stuff, and we won't steal from your. We won't steal your stuff, and when you build your stuff over here, we won't make you turn over how you do it and all that other stuff. That actually means to me that more jobs would go over there, not less. I'm just saying. But again, go back to when they took your pensions away. What did they replace it with? Oh, yeah, that 401k. Boy, they're so proud of that, too. Right? You don't even hear them talk about it. Matter of fact, and the only time they talk about pensions is to say how bad they are. Because they're all what? They're all broke. <laughs> they're terrible. Even Sears is still crying about pensions. Right? They want you to know that. they got to make sure you know pensions bad. 401k, good. Right? And and then what else have they done? Let's see, let's change the way we calculate inflation. Right? So that way you don't when you when you're older, right, you don't get as big of a pay increase, right? The whole thirty nine dollars really gonna help you out next year? Think so? Think that's gonna be enough? Then you start looking at the jobs. How is it? We've got a hundred million more people in this country today than we did in the 60s. How is it that these claims can be at these levels? And the answer really is simple. We allowed businesses, right, NAFTA and GATT, what was NAFTA and GATT? Let's get rid of the American worker, right? 
We allowed for all of these companies, right, to be gobbled up by one another, genocide in the pensions, file bankruptcy on their pensions, right, and dump them all on the government, right, on the taxpayer. Now, the great jobs market, these companies don't even hire you. Right? The gig economy, the independent contractor. And and isn't it great? I get to work from home. My, my office is 10 feet away from my bedroom. It's great. Right? I, oh, I just get in my car and turn on the Uber or the Lyft and I start driving around drunk people. Love it. And, of course, really, think about this. Most people are got to work two jobs because of it, right? And what they what do they offer you? Nothing. Zero. Matter of fact, why do companies love it so much? I don't have to pay you unemployment benefits. I could just stop using you tomorrow. I know people, it happens to them all the time. I know all of you listening, you know somebody. He's been working at home a year, two years, three years, and then all of a sudden he says, yep, they uh, they cut me loose. And he doesn't get to go to the unemployment line. And he's out of money. Right? They don't have to pay workers' comp. They don't have to pay the payroll tax. They don't have to pay anything. And when you think about what that really means, is U.S. companies, when I say U.S., right, these are multinational companies, right? What have they done? They've done everything. If they can't get your hourly rate down, they figure out a way to say, how can we make it so this person does not have to be an employee? Is that better? Or worse, is it worth Dow twenty six thousand? Did that make it worth it? You know what's so funny is they did a little poll, and I, I don't know if you saw this, uh, but they were talking about the stock market. See, they they love to talk about well, since the low of the recession, how great the stock market has been. Now, need I remind you? that it's only cost, this great stock market has only cost us, what, about $12 billion, $12 trillion in county, right? I mean, when you really think about what we've done, two-thirds of Americans believe the stock market hasn't gone up in the past decade. Right? And of course, they're all in, they're all upset about the Dow was only six thousand points. Right, the S and P five hundred's up two hundred percent since two thousand eight. <laughs> Half of the people surveyed didn't even think the S and P index went up at all. Right, because you know why. When they look at their crappy 401k, you know what they see? Nothing. Nothing. They aren't getting the benefit 
of this great stock market rally? How about housing? Did you see the article about housing being ATMs again? But this time, it's different. See, remember the first time, and we all did it, right? You refined your house, and you bought a, you put a pool in. It's hot here in Arizona. You refined your house, and you went on vacation. You bought a boat, maybe a new car. You paid off the credit card, right? We all did it. Everybody knows. This time, though, now what they're doing, they're refining the house so they can just afford the bills. Yeah, there's no swimming pool. There's no great vacation. Right? What are they doing? They're not buying new vehicles. It's like, hey, you know what? I've got this much money coming in. Right, I got five or ten thousand coming in. The problem is, I got ten or fifteen thousand going out. So the only place I got any money left, I'm going to use that. And then what? This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than seventy years. Now, continuing that legacy, the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Ed Martin. Liberals are trying to drum up support for a new constitutional convention. Unfortunately, even some conservatives are falling for their classic liberal tactics. Though organizations like the Convention of States Project claim to be conservative, one must only look at the tactics they use to realize that they are not really on our side. While we favor logic and reason, they use confusion and deceit to push their position. One of the most iconic liberal tactics is to confuse terminology to get people to like something bad. When liberals wanted to renew the hated No Child Left Behind Act, they changed the name to Every Student Succeeds Act. It's the same way with proponents of an Article 5 Constitutional Convention. They try to reassure conservatives that it is not a constitutional convention because it sounds too dangerous. To complete the deception, they had to come up with another term for the convention, so they came up with the Convention of States or COS. However, constitutional scholars see through it. Black's Law Dictionary defines a constitutional convention as a duly constituted assembly of delegates for the purpose of framing, revising, or amending its constitution. That definition is about as clear as it gets. An Article 5 convention would be a constitutional convention. Another liberal tactic convention supporters like is to make false comparisons. Liberals use this tactic to point to Denmark as an example of successful socialism, even though the Danish prime minister has openly said they're not a socialist nation. Convention supporters point to a so-called simulated convention that took place in 2016 as an example of how an Article 5 convention could work. However, that simulation was a total fake. The rules had been handed down to the participants by COS beforehand, and the only big-money influence allowed was from COS. The worst part was that the delegates themselves were hand-picked conservatives. They had a few token Democrats, but even the entire delegations of California and New York were hand-picked Republicans. What a joke. Don't fall for the liberal tactics. We must oppose any attempt at a new constitutional convention. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Anyone pushing for a constitutional convention doesn't have a full appreciation for the brilliance and beauty of the original document ratified back in 1788. At phyllisschlafly.com, you'll find all kinds of reasons why a con-con could be a disaster for the American way of life. Check out phyllisschlafly.com and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll free number. Uh, I believe Colorado is back on. Uh, so kudos uh, to Cody uh, to getting us back up there. I know there was a big storm up there and there were some issues, but uh, I've, I've just received a text saying that uh, Colorado is back on. Uh, so if you missed it, I've been on this tirade about uh, the bubble it, it, they're talking about jobless claims and being at these lows and of course it's all make-believe we're at the lows because we allowed businesses to what essentially not pay you see and here's the difference there's all different ways to not pay people right hey we don't have to pay for insurance we don't have to pay for payroll taxes we don't have to pay right I mean it's it's a wonderful thing we don't have to offer them a 401k. <laughs> right. and, and again, I, I don't mean to trash the 401k, but what we gave up to get it, wow. Right? We're the biggest suckers of all time. It's just like the quote-unquote trade war being for the American worker. It's not for American. I, I'll say American business, but we it's, it's hardly that. We did get housing data out today more of the same and now with the new interest rates uh by the way uh we we covered this yesterday as well but they're even higher today right 30 year the 10 year the seven year uh the five year note now uh two hundredths of a basis points away the last i saw it it was two nine eight and change so uh the five year now getting ready to jump across three percent as well listen it's not going to stop there i wish it would but it's not because, yes, there is a price to pay for reckless, reckless economic policy from the central bank. Right? Listen, they're out there to protect their buddies, and that's what they did. They don't care what the consequence is. Matter of fact, when the consequence comes, they'll be the first one to say, we didn't do it. We're just here to help. And now you throw on reckless government spending on top of it. And this is what you have. I mean, really, when you think about it, okay, so we're going $1.4 to $1.5 trillion in debt. They're going to, you know, again, we know the low number, the big number, and the small number. And the deficit is going, just just think about this, they're going to raise rates next week. They're supposed to, and well, if you listen to Wall Street, we don't know if they're going to raise in December. They're going to. They are. Because they're, they're not smart, that's why. And they're going to raise in December. Just those two raises. Let's live in a fantasy world where no spending went up. Okay, so let, let's just say that somehow 
that happened. Now, we already know Social Security is going to go up about 3%, right, 2.8 or whatever the number is going to be. And I'm sure they'll try to pull a fast one and say that the inflation went way down in October to try to help lower that number. Just with the two hikes, nothing else, you cost the nation about $120 billion. Now, they're supposed to hike two more times in 2019, right? early, right? So the, the first two meetings of 2019, and then they're going to take a time out. That's, their, that's the, if you listen to the people that are telling you that the trade war has eased, that's their, their call. That'll raise the debt all by itself by about $240 billion. And we haven't even spent more money yet. So then you factor in all the extra money we're going to spend, right? And you start to get the picture. And this goes on year after year after year. And yet they'll tell you, look how great the economy is. 3%. Nobody gets to file unemployment. Right? Matter of fact, you know what? If you don't like it, right, sign up for Uber or Lyft. Right? Drive people around. You can work a retail job. Well, I don't know. The, uh, do you see Amazon? God, these guys, something, wow. They're, they're, they're going to announce 30,000 uh, stores, no cashiers. <laughs> Listen, they're going to get rid of you one way or the other. But anyway, I, I'm losing my train of thought here. So the housing existing home sales came out to this. This is a big number. So you have new homes and existing homes. Existing homes, 90% of the market. Last month, cratered, right? July was horrible. And they said, don't worry, uh, you know, anomalies, or maybe it was the weather, I don't know. And it's going to bounce back in August. It didn't. They were hoping for August home sales to re existing home sales to rise half of a percent. Didn't rise at all. Zero, nada. Inventories. Remember, they keep telling you the it's an inventory problem, and of course, I tell you, there's no inventory problem. There's not. The only problem is there's no homes for under two hundred fifty thousand dollars anymore. That's the problem. So there's no inventory problem. There's plenty of homes for five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred million. Plenty. But even the inventory is now rising. The prices, they've been up about 6% year over year. August, that number fell to, I think it was 4.7%. So pretty big fall. Now interest rates are going to go up two more times. What do you think's gonna happen, Dow's? I'm just asking. Common sense question. So the Dow's up 250 points on the belief that the trade war eased. And I, again, I still don't understand how they, the logic they used to, to come up with that, that fantasy. The actual data that came out from the housing market says we're headed for trouble there. Throw that on top of, hey, guess what? A bunch of people have had to dip into the home just to pay bills. Right? A different ca- a different kind of housing ATM. 
And then you, you, you start to wonder, what are they thinking? Because rates are going to keep going up. Which, what, is, what do you think that does to the house? What does it do to the car you need to buy? Right? It makes them all more expensive and significantly more expensive. So it's very easy when you see the the what's happening of why I feel the way I do, where we, we've hit the new all-time high rate because they want to they party. But when you actually just look out six months from today, it's very easy to see things aren't going to be nearly as nice. Whether or not the trade war eased or didn't ease is irrelevant. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Yesterday, we ran some $20 gold pieces. We we have we actually were thought we were done with them, but we had a customer who... Uh, ordered yesterday and then found out it's going to be weeks before he can get his money. One of those things, again, I know you think it's yours. I know. But we all do, right, because they want us to believe it. But it's not. And when you have your money, and I don't care if it's in an IRA, even a self-directed IRA, a money market, or, or something of those effects where you think, oh, no, I can get to it quick. You can't. Right? And, and, and when they, when, of course, when you ask, oh, yeah, no, no, I mean, no, no problem, sure, yeah. And then when you go to actually do, oh, well, uh, it's going to be a month. So we we ended up with 20 more 20s than we thought. So we're going to run them again. Uh, right now, uh, a quick gold's up a couple of bucks. Uh, the matter of fact, I got a feeling it's going to end up a little higher than that, but we'll see. They It was up four or five, and then there was more problems than Italy. I won't bore you with the detail. Uh, but right now, gold's up a couple of bucks, $1,206, $1,207. We got uh, U.S. 20s, and I got some here and some in Colorado. These are live, so if you want to call, and and especially if you're Phoenix, come and pick them up. Colorado will get you an appointment set up. I know Jason's uh, got people stacked up there as well. One through four at 13 and a quarter. Five through nine at 13.10. Ten or more. At twelve ninety five, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Again, product is just not there. So take advantage when we have them. When they're gone, well, something will come up. I don't know what it'll be, uh, but things very very tight. Uh, Switzerland today said that they had a huge month exporting gold. They said that gold shipments rose 30% month over month. Excuse me. Month over month to 150.5 metric tons in one month. Where's it all going? Well, 40 tons went to India 
by the way, the gold sh- that was shipped this month, 14-month high. And this is a slow period for gold. 14-month high. India imported the most gold since May of 2017. But someone did more than they did. You know who it is. I know who it is. Right? The Chinese, 44.3 metric tons there. And that's, you know, that's about 80 80 metric tons. That's still left 70. Right? This tells you how big this thing is getting. Just reiterates what I've told you. Something significant has changed. That's why I'm not shocked new all-time highs on Wall Street, right? Because they want to get you in while they're getting out. The Swiss said that this was the second highest levels of the year from China. And they said that they see more encouraging signs that gold shipments are going to continue to increase for the rest of the year. So that was out of out of the Swiss bank this morning. And then you start piecing together all of the pieces to this puzzle. Right? You 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 start putting the numbers together. Housing and cars have slowed significantly here. I know on the listen, we're spending a lot of money. Right? By all accounts, we spent $300 billion to get about 1% growth in GDP. <laughs> Nonsense. Here's the problem. By next year, we'll spend $500 or $600 billion for no percent. Actually, it's actually going to go back down. Yet the debt keep going up. Right, it's kind of like it's the same story for the, all these people that are using their house, the equity that they have in their house, just to pay their bills. They're not farther ahead; they're farther behind, and that's really the story. And we're watching all of this play out, and we're watching uh, the Chinese and doing right. The Chinese are just waiting. There's no hurry. I hope this election doesn't go the way they're talking about. Right? If we see the Democrats sweep into power here, this thing could get ugly in a hurry. Uh, by the way, just in case you want to know, platinum up again. Yeah, now, platinum up uh, 8 bucks, 830 So uh, just keep putting it away. Matter of fact, listen, when you buy the gold today, throw a roll of silver. I know it's silver is so undervalued. It, it's really, when you think about uh, where we're at, palladium's probably a little overpriced. Rhodium, rhodium was up 80 bucks today. <laughs> what a great call. I still think you should sell rhodium right now. I think it's too high. And I and really, rhodium could go to 3000 easy. It's like 2300 today. But where you should be putting your money today, gold, silver, and if we had platinum, I'd put I'd still be putting it in platinum. 
800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. The Mortgage Bankers Association reported this morning the average interest rate for a 30-year fixed rate mortgage that is within conforming standards. In other words, 400, I guess the new standard now, $453,000 or less. Oh, and 20% down has risen to 4.88%. By the way, that's the highest since April 2011. Think about what a $450,000 house got you in April of 2011 versus what it gets you today. That's all you need to know. That's why you need to call. 800-951-0592. By the way, there's some people out there that are saying the yield curve is not going to invert, and just the opposite is going to happen, and that the the 10-year note and the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage are going to balloon to over 6%. I don't know what... I can tell you what that means. That's probably the end of the housing market. I mean, we're, that'd be a major correction. Another one I don't want to believe, but there's just so many things that you got to be prepared for. U.S. $20 uh, gold pieces. I have, here I have states, I think Colorado and Saint. I think in both places. One through four, 13 and a quarter, five through nine, 13, 10, 10 or more, 1295 at 800 951 0592. That is uh, the toll free number, by the way. Oh, we have rolls of quarters, rolls of quarters live in both Phoenix and Colorado. They're at 120 bucks at 800 951 Last look at the markets here. Uh, gold's up to 1206. Silver's up, well, a, a, a penny or two. Right there at fourteen twenty-five, uh, platinum's up eight at eight hundred and thirty. Uh, palladium, rhodium, all the metals really. All the metals are up. The Dow is roaring new all-time high because housing was better. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, because the trade war eased. I don't know how it eased, but that's what they, you know, again, when you have the rose-colored glasses, when you got the the Homer glasses on, that's what it looks like. The Dow is now up 260 points. The S&P is up 23. The Nasdaq's up 78. By the way, crude oil today, again, NYMEX hit $80 again. Or, I'm sorry, Brent hit 80, NYMEX got to 72, and then Donald Trump went on a tirade and started yelling at the Middle East about they need to do something about the oil price. Uh, it, it's, it, it's helped for at least the second. Uh, crude oil is sitting at right at $71. Uh, still, think about it. And we got the Iran, so you know what, we haven't even talked about that either. God, there's so much to cover. An hour's just not enough. The, the sanctions on Iranian oil is supposed to start in October. 
I know China's already said no. India, I think, is going to be the key. If they if they say yes and, and do what the U.S. asks, be ready for $80 oil. Patriot Radio News Hour. We've got a Friday coming up tomorrow. You know what that means. More fake news. Everyone take care. God bless everybody. One more show before the weekend.